Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Man, he was in my face. I'm in your face. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. I don't have friends. I got family. Vroom, vroom, and welcome to Fast Friends, presented by the NBA. That's game. We're back to continue our summer podcast series of breaking down every film from the Fast and Furious franchise, scene by scene, car by car. Today's gem... It's the sixth movie in the franchise, Fast and Furious 6. Though I've also seen it called Fast 6 in some places, also seen it called Furious 6 in other places, but anyway, it's Fast and Furious 6. I'm still Jay Eskeets, here with our FF expert, Trey Kirby. What's up, TK? Hey-o! Hey-o! And, of course, we got our super producer who's, uh, I think, enjoying this weird series we decided to do throughout the summer. It's JD. Hello. I am enjoying it. Yeah. yeah I didn't want to put words into your mouth, but, uh, you know, peel back the curtain. Right before recording, JD was like, you know, we're just over halfway through this thing. <laughs> well, baby. Oh, yeah. Man, there's a lot still to go, amazingly. But we are at Fast and Furious 6, so let's focus on that. It was released in May 2013. Budget? Uh, anywhere between 160 million and 260 million. <laughs> what? Wait, we don't have a more detailed <laughs> breakdown of how much this movie costs. A hundred million uh, difference. Hey, 160, 260 million. Uh, somewhere in there. Anyway, uh, box office did pretty good. 788 million worldwide. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty sure that's the, the highest to date here as we wake, uh, make our way through these. The skinny Hobbs. That's The Rock. Remember him? Has Dom. That's Vin Diesel. And Brian, Paul Walker, reassemble their crew to take down a team of mercenaries, Dom unexpectedly gets sidetracked with facing his presumed deceased girl, Letty. Sweaty Letty, we call her here on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to all of this. Uh, stars, of course, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker. The Rock. I mean, I don't even need to say this anymore. Everybody's in this again. Directed once again by Justin Lin. This is the last time here on his little run that he's going to direct these movies with FF6. We always start the pod here on Fast Friends by asking our expert, TK, what do you remember? Take us back to 2013. You were hyped about Fast Five. You were back in theaters watching that. What about this one? 2013, Skeets. This was the first time since Fast One that I felt my life echoed in a Fast and Furious movie. Back in 2001 for the first one. It was just all about doing burnouts afterwards. You know, I just wanted to drive my car fast. But for Fast 6, I felt like I pulled an FNF in a new country with a new cast. It was me, Nate, and Steesh seeing this in Toronto. And I'm pretty wow. sure it was at the Cineplex at Young and Dundas. But it could have been at Scotiabank on King Street. I know we saw Jack Reacher there. But did we see Fast 6 there? I think it was up at Young and Dundas. Okay. 
it was a daytime viewing. Um, you know, we hit the NOS beforehand, which oh, made okay. some of the extreme parts extra funny, but uh, a great bonding moment. I watched Fast and Furious originally with my high school friends. It was a big part of my friend, uh, my college friend's life and uh, our relationships. Now watching it with some new friends in a new city. I'm like Dom Toretto out here. My family just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, what a, wow. yeah, you had recently... You know, I guess I guess he'd been there a little bit. Yeah, up in Toronto. Uh, we weren't staying long after that. We were no. we were leaving soon after that to come down here mm -hmm. to Atlanta. Okay, uh, JD, did you see this one in theaters? If you can remember, or is this a oh, first uh, watch for you? Definitely not in the theaters. I haven't seen okay. any of these in the theater. I've, okay, I've definitely seen. I'm pretty. Yeah, I I did see this one. Okay, um, but I just on uh, probably HBO or something like that. Um. We usually go scene by scene, and we're going to, but I'm actually calling an audible here and just asking a question to you, JD, right away. What is the most unbelievably stupid fucking stunt in this movie? <laughs> just tell me right now. We'll eventually get to it throughout the movie, but which wow. of the many stunts in this movie did you go, come the fuck? Are you kidding me? Which one did it to you? I mean, you know, there are so many. It's an embarrassment of riches of uh, <laughs> hilariously uh, implausible stunts. I, I mean, it's between the rock jumping on the race car, the ramp car, right? Yeah. And yeah. then getting flipped off of it, you know, uh, going through the, the arm thing that comes down in a parking lot and then rolling perfectly and landing just like, you know, and getting pop, pop, pop shots off with his 44 or whatever. I mean, that one made me LOL. Like, I was just like, what? Come on, you know. So it's between that and uh, Vin Diesel catching Letty midair as she's yeah. launched from the tank. And then, you know, lands, you know, is the uh, luckily that car was there to break his fall, break his fall. I mean... I I, I I gotta go with the rock because I it did make me laugh out loud okay. and go but it was amazing I love I loved it I was just like yes this is awesome <laughs> the other one was you know the it was like the climax the when the, I thought the movie was over. Well, the first the early climax. climax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We got we got a second one later on. Don't you worry. You you know, you thought it was cool. A tank coming out of a truck. Well, wait till you see a car come out of a plane later. Both in the same movie. Uh, the yeah, other the, contender I would have for a hilarious moment is late in the movie, there's a fight and Dom does like a flying headbutt. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It yep. looks like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The man has a 48-inch vertical and it's just like all Vin Diesel's face coming at the screen. Oh man, that those three scenes like that makes the movie to me because like you're saying, JD. At this point, realism is out the window. Oh We're just going for the biggest stunts we can possibly pull, and they all come off hilarious. Yeah, the, I have to go with the Dom timing it perfectly to catch Letty, who's been you know uh, catapulted off a tank. Uh, and then landing on a on a car windshield like it was like a bouncy castle mm. to the point where they actually like circle back to it and Letty says, "How did you know that car was going to be there?" <laughs> and like your back like isn't broken, you didn't go through the windshield, like, let alone that. let alone flying and then catching her. Uh, that was insane. And and his t shirt is pristine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like no rips, no no Nothing. not a scuff on it. Like. You know, 
I mean, huh. I mean, even Superman, when he's bouncing bullets <laughs> off, you know, there's some marks, you know, or at least something, you know, like, but nothing. Dom Toretto, he's a, he is he is Superman at this point. He literally uh, flies. Also, yeah. how did he know that she was going to be launched from the tank? Like, just speculation. Yeah, I just mean, sensed it, sensed her momentum shifting on the tank and the uh, Jedi and the crash too. about to happen. Yeah, uh, no, it's well. And then back to the one you said with the rock. That one is funny. Where you know. He incredibly lands on the vehicle or Jeep or whatever the heck it is or jumping from an insane height. That's okay. But then gets taken out by the, uh, what did you call it? Like the parking the arm or whatever. Yeah, the parking is. arm. Yeah. Going back to Toronto. That was like Matt Austin when he got yes. taken out by a parking arm. Had a concussion. That's right. From it. Is that my building? <laughs> trying to yeah. beat it. I don't know why he was trying to beat it. He was on a bike, like a bicycle, not a motorbike. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that thing clocked him in the head. He wasn't yeah. doing that well that day. But uh, my read on The Rock was that he didn't want a concussion, so he leapt over it. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like, it was right. on purpose, but, but still. Just so what do you mean? Are you saying Matt Austin, who we had on for uh, Fast Five, is actually somehow part of the, the Fastiverse? Like, he's canon? The Rock? Hobbs is like, <laughs> oh, I better watch out for this parking <laughs> arm because Matty O was I know a guy. concussed. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I don't want to be asleep for the rest of this movie, so. <laughs> Better jump. Okay, that's all right. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, let's get into it then, scene by scene here. Um, it's a long movie. I know the last podcast we did with Matteo went extremely long. We were setting records with that one. Uh, so I'll try my best to keep us going. You guys, of course, are jumping in whenever you want. Uh, and I'll, I'll bring up questions as we move through this. So. This movie starts uh, following the team's successful heist in Brazil. This, this is my favorite part of these movies, how they just like keep bleeding from one movie into the other. I sort of actually enjoy that. Uh, mm. And we then get this again at the end of this movie with Han and going you know, sort of back in time, but you know, with the whole Tokyo Drift. Anyway, Dom and his professional criminal crew, they fled after the heist. We knew that. Around the world, they're living eh, fine. Everybody's doing pretty good. Dom lives with... Uh, former Brazilian cop uh, Alina. Um, Alina, yeah. Don't see a whole lot from her in this movie, but she's there. So he's with her. His sister, uh, Dom's sister Mia, lives with Brian. Uh, and their and their new son that comes very early in this movie, Jack. So uh, they had a baby. Awesome. We knew they were pregnant. That makes all sense. Uh, Giselle and Han, you know, their romance is budding. They're together. Um, and then Roman Pierce and Tej Parker, who are Tyrese... And ludicrous, if you keep track here, they're living in luxury too. They're doing their own thing. Roman, I think, is uh, spending his money a lot more than Tej is. Tej is doing the old, you know, uh, taking money to make more money, it looks like. But he's also, mm -hmm. he's like Robin Hood too with what he's doing with it, giving back uh, to the people. So, yeah, we get into this. We get these, we get these like, I thought were pretty cool credits montage of the first five movies. There was even a quick Vince in there, if you saw him, yeah. uh, though, though he's gone. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of the start, Trey? You get us going with this one. Um, all of that, where they are in the world, the credits, the whole start of this movie. Well, I love it when they go right into a race. And Skeets, I mentioned it recently. Did you see Brian's black vans? One of the first things you yeah. see on screen in this. <laughs> you see his feet before you see any other part of his body in every one of these movies, I think. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I also do like the fast montage, like you mentioned. 
They've got basically everything in there. They've got a shot of Dom coming out from underneath a car from Los Bandoleros. They had Stasniak in there. I was like, why yep. in the world would they put this guy in there? <laughs> That's a foreshadowing yep. for later, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and I also like the idea that, I mean, Brian knows Mia is pregnant. They've been living, you know, on the run together for a while now. Though, as we find out very soon after, this is only a week after uh, the events of Fast Five. Yeah. To me, not the right time to be going on a street race. No. You know, no. <laughs> I mean, it seems like Mia may be in labor while he's out there trying to blow off some steam. I remember when, uh, you know, we were going through the birth of our children and Laura was in the hospital. She sent me out to get some Jimmy Johns. Maybe it's a similar sort of thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian, why don't you and Dom just go race through the mountains real quick there? But he makes it back in just in time and takes the win over Dom as well. And they don't really talk about that at all. You know, no. there's been a lot of chatter in this movie about Brian or in this franchise about Brian never being able to beat Dom uh, in a street race. He clearly beats him here. And who cares? They're like, yeah. who cares? I'm gonna go have a baby, which fair enough, but still, he probably should have rubbed it in his face a little bit there. Yeah, and like with this whole baby scene to get us going here, why does Dom know what it's like to be a dad? Mm. <laughs> what does he know? I know he's always like family, family, family. You don't know. I don't pretend to know. You guys have kids. I'm not telling you how to parent and stuff like that. Like he like says something that makes him sound like, well, he's had kids. Mm. Like, this guy yeah. knows. You you have it, so you don't really know. Oh, that just adds a whole new level of insufferable to Dom's character, really. Because I I wrote down in my notes, Dom is insufferable. Like. Just let the guy go have his baby. He It started off okay. It's like, hey, man, good luck, buddy. Good luck in there. And right. then, oh, wait. Once you walk through that door, everything's going to change. It's all about family, whatever he says. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, man. I know. And it's like, <laughs> as, if, as if, like, I could change my mind at this point as well, right? It's just like, well, I guess I couldn't. I, I, I could decide not to walk through the door and then. I could just leave, I suppose, but <laughs> you're already there. Just you don't have to say that. It's stressful enough. Trust me, it's stre stressful enough having a baby. You don't need to be told the seconds before your child arrives. <laughs> Everything's gonna change now, buddy. Yeah, especially right. from a guy that doesn't have yes. a kid. <laughs> Unless exactly. we're gonna learn in in the next couple movies that Dom has a kid, and I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past this franchise, but we don't know that right now, and so that really <laughs> bugged me. That's like that would have been like me telling you guys right before you walked into the delivery room, oh, like, hey guys, everything's gonna change. Well, yeah, yeah no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I'm having a baby, and what the fuck do you know about it? <laughs> you don't know anything, so. Like, these words are meaningless. Um, anyway, that bugged me. I know it bugged Nora, too. She's like, he's not a dad, is he? I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not a dad. He's not. <laughs> he just talks about family incessantly, but he is not a father. Again, at Do least Do you think the, there are, like, so many scenes on the cutting room floor of Dom giving parental advice, and, and eventually Brian's like, Dom, man, like... <laughs> We're not your actual children, you yeah. know? We're all the same age here. Uh, probably so, yeah. yeah. What's he supposed to be? You think Brian thought about responding? Yeah, and you abandoned your son, Vince, for me! Yeah. How, how am I supposed to trust you? Yeah, not taking your advice. Yeah. I mean, well, if you got a cool toy car for our boy Jack, okay, well, that's fine. Thank you for the gift, but uh, don't need your parental advice. Okay. So yeah, that's the opening. Um, and anything with uh, you know JD with uh, how we see these people living, all the crew, uh, our, our friends. Yeah, I'm delighted to see they're all enjoying themselves. 
a little concerned about Roman living beyond his means <laughs> yes, because very. I mean, I don't think that $10 million is going to, that's a weekend. What he's describing is all of his money gone. He's on a private jet. He's going to Monaco or wherever and staying in the luxury suite over with, you know, uh, with all those girls and stuff. Yep. Not to mention the car that he bought the week before, you know, like that money is gone, right? Like, it has to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, the plane is personalized, too. It's not, right. he's, not, he's not even renting it. In, in theory, he bought this because yeah. uh, it says it's Roman, bitches, on the side of it. <laughs> A fascinating thing to put on it, especially when you are on the run. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's Roman. Yeah. Great point. Uh, if you're the FBI, you're like... Uh, yeah, we're looking for a plane. It's going to be the only one on Earth that says it's Roman, bitches. So just look at every airport. Just wait till they land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not incognito. If, if anything, him getting, like, called back, so to speak, uh, saved him a lot of money. You're right, JD, because that was going to be all blown in Oof. Monte Carlo. Uh or whatever was left, because it all it looked like he spent a lot of it. Um, yeah, and Trey, same question for you. You know, just these the quick shots of uh, where they are in the world and what they're up to. Yeah, it was fine. I guess uh, I was reading some commentary stuff where they didn't think they were going to have enough time or money to be able to film the montage. But Justin Lin is basically like, we got to have some sort of montage. And, you know, you mentioned the budget skeets. If it was 160, I guess they didn't have time for the montage. If it was right. 260, maybe they would have. Uh, I love when they just try and give you a little nod to continuity. And they're like, uh, what about Leo and Santos? Uh, apparently, they were, last time anybody saw them, they were in a casino. Yeah. I remember that because yep. it was the last scene of the movie. That was the last time we saw them. Uh, but yeah, anytime you're getting the team back together, I'm all for it. Yeah, one thing you can't say about Justin Lin, JD, is that he's like uh, cheap or cuts corners when it comes to uh, <laughs> the production budget. Man, this guy goes all <laughs> in. Like, uh, we're going to blow up 500 cars. We're going to be all over the world. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why uh, they eventually moved on from him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they were like, all right, man, like, it's getting too rich for our blood. Though he's making him a ton of money, I so I don't know why I, he would ever yeah, do that. I think if he had decided to continue, I'm sure he would have mm. been able to. I read that it was... Uh, it was a planned trilogy. It was Fast fast and Furious and then Fast Five and Furious Six, and that was going to be the trilogy oh, okay. that happens in between the uh, Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift, I guess. Yeah, right, so, right. But yeah, uh, when you make uh, over a half a billion dollars on your previous film, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they give you a blank check, I guess. Right, and, right. Uh, and, and fair enough. I mean, I'm definitely seeing it all on the screen, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to the craft table. Or maybe it is, but it's uh, it's on screen, too. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we got DSS agents Luke Hobbs and, oh, we got a new character to the Fastiverse. Riley Hicks, I think her name is. Uh, that's uh, going to be Hobbs' right-hand woman in this. They're investigating uh, the destruction of a Russian military convoy by a crew led by a former special ops soldier named Owen Shaw. Um what, what, what do you think of Riley being uh, added to the mix here, TK? And then we'll get, of course, to Owen Shaw, who is the villain of this uh, of this one. Uh, I'm not the biggest Riley Hicks fan. I think uh, Gina Carano is the actor who plays her mm -hmm. and a little bit of a wooden performance, but I think she really kills it when she gets into the fist fights with yeah, Letty right. a little bit later on. And, you know, that's probably the entire point of the having her in the movie is to be able to have that sort of, you know, physical action between those two actors. So that part works for me, but her as a character, 
Uh, I mean, she's thrown in there. Basically, somebody's got to be the mole, and she ends up being the mole yeah. later. You know, spoiler alert, but that's exactly what it is. You cannot trust a cop in this world unless it's Bilkins. <laughs> Bilkins is fine. Any other cop, guaranteed they're going to be corrupt. It held up <laughs> again here. Uh, but, you know, she was a little bit inessential, I think, except for that Hobbs needs a number two, kind of. Yes, right? yes, that, that, that's right. Which she also basically played in The Mandalorian, uh, JD, if I, yes. if I have, yes, if I have that right. Uh, mm-hmm. Though I think she, uh, I forget, what I don't, we don't even need to get into it. Yeah. Something <laughs> happened with her definitely in Hollywood where she feels like she's being blacklisted now. I think that's the story. Um, yeah. But Owen Shaw, I thought it was Jude Law when we first saw him on camera. Oh, I was interesting. like, whoa. I don't know, he looked, I don't, the way, I don't know why we were... Had the lighting in the house while watching this one. Uh, maybe too many lights on. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it was Jude Law. It's not. I don't, I don't even know the actor's name. But I really like him, actually, as the villain in this. Uh, what do you think of, of Owen Shaw as the villain, J.D.? Oh, I thought he was great. He's yeah. awesome. Uh, I love the... I love the uh, the codes, right? Like, you got a code, I got a code. And my code is more Machiavellian than yours. Or my code is brutal and ruthless and i stick to my code and you stick to your code which is your your weakness which is your family mm-hmm. uh i love that matchup between the two uh the the protagonist and the antagonist and uh i thought he was menacing and uh it, the fact that he just doesn't give a shit makes him scary it's like mm-hmm. the joker thing where it's just like i like chaos and that's it that's my only motivation is that i just want to see the world burn and he's kind of like that in a way, you know, he he's motivated by money and power, obviously, but doesn't care who he steps on, whether it's his uh, his new sidekick who has amnesia or uh, a, a guy that's been working with him for years. He'll just he'll cut you loose if he needs to. And uh, I love that in a villain. Yeah, I think what was smart with him going with Owen Shaw here, like, again, the special ops soldier who's, like, brilliant, sort of, like, is always, like, ten steps ahead of everyone, is that in Fast Five, we go, Dom's counter is is Hobbs, the rock. So they just went, like, they took Dom and they just, like, pumped him up. And he's, like, a supercharged, like, way bigger, you know, we talked about whether that worked or not, uh, sort of, like, counter, again, to mm-hmm. Dom in, in Fast Five. But you couldn't do that again. You know, you couldn't just make a bigger, badder, uh, faster, I guess, more furious uh, <laughs> uh, villain for six. So they sort of like, they, they flipped it on its head and went with like the, really like the brainiac. Though he's ruthless too. And I agree with that, JD. Then they went with that, that he's just like, he's just smarter than everybody. And yeah. I thought that, I thought that worked, Trey. I don't know if you agree. I think he's a great villain. And like you're saying, JD, I think he is the most menacing villain we've seen so far. Like, he's got awesome tech. He's got really cool cars. He's got actual plans. He's using trickery. Like, he actually hands the fast crew a loss very early in this movie. You don't see that happening very often. Uh, He's a great villain to me. Um, And I also like the fact that, you know, there's a line. I think Brian says it at some point where he's like, we're not chasing drivers. We're not chasing drug dealers. You know, they're really setting the scene. Like, this is going to mm-hmm. be a little bit different here. This mm-hmm. is going to go to the next level. And honestly, like, you can't just have a guy be an international drug dealer and then suddenly he's commandeering a tank and a plane. He's got to be a guy who's, like, really connected to the government and to, you know, military institutions and really just wants to destroy stuff uh, rather than try and make his money. Um, So I thought it was a great change, and I thought it's a great way to take the series to the next level, you know, to elevate it from just sort of heists to saving the world, basically. Yeah, yeah. It would have been great if if Brian O'Connor had a line in here like, 
hey guys, we are not just dealing with a drug lord that's got a lot of pockets and wears Skechers, okay? <laughs> this Shaw guy, he's next level. The ante has been upped. Um, so, yeah, I guess I think Hobbs says at one point, or maybe it's, it's Hicks, like, they're chasing these guys all around the world. I think they say, like, 12 countries that they've been trying to, like, track down Shaw and, and his team here with what they're up to, and they're trying to figure it out. So, so Hobbs persuades Dom. Goes and visits him to help capture Shop, and, and he does this by showing Dom a photo of his supposedly murdered girl. I saw on Wikipedia it said wife, and I was like, hold on, Dom and Letty got mm. married? I was like, that can't be right. It said wife. Uh, I might have to put a correction in, because uh, I don't think that's ever actually been been clarified tk maybe you can uh, prove me wrong I don't i'm know. gonna have to go back and watch uh every scene of dom driving with his left Finger. hand up yeah. on the screen yeah. to see if he's got a ring on or not yeah I, I i don't think he is i just think that's his girl they're together you know, that, that, yeah it's his life partner uh and let's did they get married in los bandoleros or uh, <laughs> i mean it would have yeah, been a good time end, to do maybe, it yeah yeah, yeah they yeah, they basically had sort of a photo shoot on the beach in, in yeah. that in that little short. Uh, that's what it was. There's a camera guy there, like getting, <laughs> going around. Those are their engagement pictures, and they're yeah. coming back stateside for the wedding. <laughs> Very cool. Anyway, uh, we thought she was dead, whether she was a wife or a girlfriend. Uh, and it is Letty, and whoa, Dom, mind blown. Uh, Dom and his crew accept the mission, of course in exchange for their amnesty and allowing them to return to the United States. JD, what'd you think of the move here? Uh, the, the whole really story hinging on Letty is alive. That's what's going to really bring Dom back into the mix to try and take down the Shaw guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I am not a huge fan of the amnesia plot line in <laughs> yes. general and yeah. anything, even my favorite soaps. I, I just find it. It's, it's kind of lazy writing in a way. And, uh, but you know, whatever, it's fine. I, the one thing that struck that that struck me was uh, this Elena, this incorruptible Brazilian cop. Yeah, is now she's shacked up with Dom, who's an international convict. It was like, okay, I guess ten million dollars or however his share of it. I guess that was enough to to you know to throw it all away. I guess you know. Uh, uh, I think it's just a classic. Like uh, you know, we don't know. I don't think what her husband, who uh, of course died in the line of fire looked like, mm. but she just, she went from one extreme to the other, right? right. <laughs> so she went from cop to, you know, one of the most wanted criminals in the world. Maybe he was like a really uh, petite, skinny guy that only wore long sleeves, uh, only took the bus, never drove. Never drove. Uh, yeah, so I think that happens, you know, right. you get out of a relationship, you just, uh, you go too far on the spectrum, okay. I think that's what happened. But Fair yeah, again, she's, she's there, yeah. And it's not really talked about a whole lot. It, no. it becomes a tiny storyline because of, you know, with what happens with Letty, but not even really that much, right, Trey? Not too much. I mean, at the end, uh, Neves comes back. I guess she's keeping me a company uh, yeah. while the guys are out doing their missions. Uh, and you get a couple of scenes with her there, but basically, like, she shows up at the end. She sees Dom and Letty together. She's like, all right, yep. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> Have fun there. But the other weird thing about this whole scene to me with Hobbs showing up, is that it only took a week. Like, this guy has moved on to chasing yeah. Owen Shaw in a week after they just violated the deal with you, took all of the money at the end of Fast Five, and now you're on to the next guys already, and they've they've got a Dom lookalike only from the back, though. I thought that was a funny scene, yeah. the, the fake out where he's going to interrogate him. But yeah. I'm like, okay, 
you knew where Dom was. They do make a point of him saying there's no extradition here. And also, I wasn't involved in that job because I do not like cold weather, which seems to add up for Dom so far. Um, No sleeves. You're not going to be hanging out in the cold. Um, But yeah, I'm like, you should have your priorities in line here. Like, deal with Dom and Brian and then move on to Shaw. Yeah. Is what I would think. Uh, But I don't know. The time frame was very strange. Once they mentioned um, that the picture of Letty was taken a week ago, I was like, wait, a week? A week? This should have been like three months ago for you to start up on this completely new case, chasing them through, like you said, 12 countries. Yeah. He's chasing Shaw from, like, you didn't really care about that safe. You didn't really care about catching Dom and Brian. It was all about getting to Shaw. Yeah, like, Hobbs is just juggling too many balls, if this timeline is correct. Like, he's trying to take down one incredible crew, uh, Dom's team, while he's, like, following Shaw all around the world, in theory. Like, they're overlapping. Uh, I mean, he's not getting enough sleep, J.D., and no wonder he can't catch anyone, because he's (laughs) he can't focus. He can't catch anyone because he's got baby oil all over his arms. He can't actually. There's no my grasp. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Anyway, he he does, of course, convince them. Um, and and I do like. I will say I like Brian's reaction to seeing the Letty picks when Dom shows them. Um, it made perfect sense. He's like, I was a cop. This is bullshit. Right. Don't believe this. You know, they, whatever. They got a photo or they mock this up. Uh, one of these guys they know is a Photoshop boy. Uh, th- this isn't real. I like that. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's sort of cool. That makes sense, especially being, uh, you know, a former cop. But he turns so quickly. I don't, like, I couldn't even, like, I, I went back and watched it. I was like, what? Why did he get convinced that, like, they just had to do it? Like, I mean, I guess just it's family and I know his wife or his, well, yeah, his wife. Um, or at least the mother to his child. No one knows if anybody's married in this damn series. Yeah. Like, come on, take a second. Have a, a, a proper <laughs> wedding, you know? Invite people. You guys got a lot of money. Have a nice plate, $100 per plate, even maybe more. Um, but, yeah, just boom. He's like, okay, yeah, let's go. Well, when he was it, like at first, he was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Dom is like, I got to know for sure. You know, it may yeah, be bullshit, yeah. but I, I just got to know for sure. I guess that's, you know, that's enough. Yeah, there is, a, there is a part here where uh, Brian Paul Walker is throwing a better paper airplane than Clay Thompson and Lee Ellis ever did. I did like that part. <laughs> Which he actually starts, he makes another one later in the movie. And then I was like, wow, is this next level? He's making a paper airplane. He does it again in jail when he goes to see the drug lord. And then the ending, the climax of this movie is a giant wow. plane. I was like, whoa. That's got to be on purpose. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. I'm convinced that anything you notice in the first half of these movies is breadcrumbs for later sure. on in the second oh, half yeah. of these movies. Once uh, once JD broke my brain by mentioning, I guess it was in Fast 2, that the reason that uh, Tej had lifted the drawbridge in the very first race was because there was going to be another drawbridge jump later on. I was like, uh, whoa! <laughs> yeah. It's all related, man! Yeah, it really is. Well, the team is, uh, they're doing it. They're, they are... Uh, going to be sort of back together and going to go try and help out uh help out dom you know find letty take down this shaw guy and then get uh you know get get amnestied so they can be free and uh go back and live in the united states that's the the real plan here that's the that's the that's the deal that has been made between uh between Hobbs and uh, I want to keep saying Hobbs and shaw because i know that's a movie coming up <laughs> but between Hobbs and dom so in london uh shaw's hideout is found but He's always thinking this guy. It's revealed to be a trap, distracting them. 
and the police while Shaw's crew performs a heist at an Interpol building. Um, Shaw flees by a custom car that they got. Uh, We'll get into that. They detonate his own hideout and disable basically most of the police. Letty arrives at the end of this incredible scene to help Shaw, and you're like, whoa, Letty is alive, and she's on Shaw's team, and she shoots Dom without hesitation Mm. before escaping. He takes a takes a bullet to the shoulder there uh exposed shoulder too uh unless he's wearing a jacket i can't remember anyway uh very rare he does wear a jacket at one point in this movie but i can't remember if it's in that scene <laughs> or whether he's got the tank top on okay so anyway trey you you go first here the real you know this big big um move here from shaw the 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 psych out and then the you know the race that follows with these custom cars that are basically like they they stole them from BattleBots. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a flipper on BattleBots. That's Battle a flipper Bots. right there. Yeah. A Formula One flipper, basically. Yeah. That thing is zooming. Yeah. Um, I'm not proud of this, but when I was watching this, re-watching this again, I had forgotten about the, you know, lure them one place so we can go hit up Interpol. Yep. And I said verbally, out loud, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is good, man. He is. Yeah, he really tricked him. He had the whole setup there. He had he thought of everything, right? Like uh, he got them in the wrong place. He got what he needed. He had an escape route, and he cleared up all of his evidence at the at his original hideout by blowing it up. And that to me is like even more uh, evidence to say we're going to another level with the villain here. This guy's got serious tech. He's got a chip gun. He's got these crazy flipper cars. Um, And to me, it's just, you're setting the scene like, this is the biggest, baddest villain these guys are gonna have to deal with. And it's gonna be tough for him. You don't see Fast and Furious crew lose very often. They all lose in that first battle with Shaw there. You know, uh, like you're saying, Dom gets shot. Hobbs has his jump, which he lands and then yep. doesn't land. Uh, and uh, I think Brian pulls a sweet move. He gets a chip gun shot on his car. You could just stop, as in any Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> just stop. Pull over. Just stop. But no, I like the way he did it. Just like, think dinked it off there by driving it really close to something. A smart move. Uh, but I thought the action in this scene was great. Yeah, this scene uh, had it all. It had those armored flipper cars. It had, like you said, Hobbs turning into Spider-Man. We had Letty shooting Dom. And, uh, well, I guess microchip guns are the new harpoon tasers. Thank you very much. That's what I thought, J.D. I'm sure you did as well. I did too. I was like, oh, cool. Projectiles being shot at a car again. And then in, I think, the next scene or a few scenes later, we see Tej with a souped-up harpoon foreshadowing. Yep. Why is he developing them? I don't know, because he had extra Nas cans lying around or something, (laughs) maybe. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, hey, he... uh, Yeah, look, this is an awesome set piece. I loved the weaponized Formula One car, as you say, Trey. And and the whole thing... Yeah, I want to see our heroes, uh, you know... Uh, catch a loss every once in a while you know like uh it's the hero's journey it's uh you need to go through hell to get to where you're going to be and uh and i enjoyed it and i was blown away by this car and i just loved it and i i I didn't realize this but i watched a little making of video the cars the formula one flip cars whatever you could steer them from the back wheel as well so there's that really cool scene where it's sort of because i was like why would anyone all you if you see a car coming at you, you either hit the brakes or you pull over, right? Like right. you know, and even you never if you're hit a, the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. But <laughs> I'm like, why would they not why would they just allow this to happen, like just their car to ramp over it? 
but because there's a there's a the wheel actually turns from the rear mm-hmm. it via, there's this really cool shot for them the POV of the cop car and it just goes shroom, like real just sort of shucks itself underneath the car which yeah. and it's amazing like it's just and they designed and built this car and the, it's just incredible the action sequence this particular action sequence is just awesome and it ends with the the brilliant rock stunt that we already talked mm-hmm. about like it's mm-hmm. just superhero mode but you know i i i loved it i loved mm-hmm. it and then i also loved Dom afterwards performing surgery on himself, standing up, yep, yep. removing the bullet. Yep. It's like, yeah. Dom. Full bullet. Listen, yeah, man, you're working with the government. I think it's okay to go to the hospital, you know? <laughs> like, all right, we get it. You're a tough guy, but yeah. God. Like, no, like, just, mm, just pulls it up. Yeah, it was very easy. No and reaction they, either. And then they Just were like, assessing that bullet, and then they were off. Uh, we mm-hmm. get them in the pawn shop later. Um, yeah, no, he took it. Took it like a champ. He's look. He's getting stronger. Dom is no doubt getting stronger <laughs> as this franchise <laughs> goes sure, on. Man. This guy is hulking <laughs> up. Uh, he can do anything now. He's you know, like we've talked about. He can jump in the air forty feet and give a flying headbutt, and he can take a shot to the arm and just pull it out later. It's amazing. So it's all great. I just wish that he had been bitten by a, a radioactive spider or like <laughs> oh, accidentally yeah. to make him a superhero. A, yeah. yeah, like a magic spark plug or something or you know, something. You know, like just <laughs> let's explain it to the audience, spark. and then we're like, okay, fine. He touched it when he was a kid. And his dad fired up that charger in the garage and it got him somehow. Zapped him, gave him power. Uh, that's why he's always he's always his mouth is always parched he needs corona because his, <laughs> this energy is coursing through his body yeah there's something there could have been drinking oil or something like that Ooh, um yeah. looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Back at headquarters, Hobbs tells Dom's crew that Shaw is stealing these components. We find out what he's doing to create this deadly device that can shut down all power, uh, intending to sell it to the highest bidder. Um... Yeah, I, I guess believable enough when it comes to these type of movies, Trey. You know, the, the, the villain wanting the ability to... I was a little confused what it was, but it, it will just be able to shut down basically a city or country's entire uh, electricity grid and then allow you to do whatever you want and chaos ensues, I guess. Is that right? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, to me, it seems like it would be the chip gun they have on a large scale, right? You shoot that mm-hmm. and all the electronics okay. in your car start going haywire. Wire. 
I guess you shoot a gigantic chip gun at a city, <laughs> the whole grid goes down and you can do whatever you want. Uh, I was reading about the commentary and I think Justin Lin said that this is called the nightshade device or something yes. like that. Okay. Yeah. And he said it was such an obvious MacGuffin that I tried to only mention it once. And yeah. well done. They're like, yeah. they're going to be chasing down this thing. Who cares what it does? Like, <laughs> yeah. just honestly, just stop them from getting it. Yeah. Whatever it is. That's what I, I that, at, they, they, they call it nightshade once. And then the rest of the time, they just refer to it as the component. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He got the component. It's like, and I wrote in my notes, I'm like, they're so lazy they can't even bother to uh, name the MacGuffin. But they, it turns out that, Trey, you're absolutely right. They did say it once, the once. nightshade device. But to be fair to, to Justin Lin and all of the Fast and Furious people, when I watch a Bond movie, I have no idea what's going on. Like, right, right. whatever the scheme is, it's all just there for the set pieces, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. stunts and even the Mission Impossible franchise, which I love as well. Same thing. It's just like, okay, there's a device. All right. They want, they have a device and they're, they, they're stealing a device and that's what we want. It's a MacGuffin. Fine. Yeah. And, it, and it's just usually, it's taking over a government it's taking over a country it's tapping into some unlimited funds like bank account or something i mean it's all the same thing there's like right. there's like three or four things that are always going after these villains you know it's <laughs> like right. you know pick something else and you'll have a better chance maybe uh anyway i like uh, the idea of owen shaw just hating electricity so like anytime he's at his house he's like you better turn off the lights if oh, you yeah. lose that room or i'll shoot a chip gun at it and it'll <laughs> never work again i just hates electricity uh, my, my dad was basically Owen Shaw yelling to turn the <laughs> That's lights how it off. Started. Every, my dad. every time I left a room, my dad hated me leaving the lights on, and now I'm turning all the lights off. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. It's actually uh, sort of, he's, if anything, he's saving the environment, if you look at it that way. Yeah, he's, yeah very yeah. conscious. <laughs> very something to it. Uh, so, meanwhile, while we got Dom's crew sort of like getting together at headquarters, we also see Shaw, and he's got a little investigation going into Dom's crew because again this guy's like he's not uh, content just to be like yeah we're the bad guys and they're chasing us he's like no I gotta know about my enemy so let's uh, you know do a little a little digging into what's going on there and we find out the Letty's relationship with Dom or he does and we get the whole thing as a viewer that she is suffering from amnesia if you couldn't have figured it out by now like what is Letty doing what is possibly going on did she somehow have a twin sister uh, yeah she's got amnesia from her big uh, um, crash back in help me out is that Four. FF4 yeah. yeah FF4 so that's what's going on with her she doesn't even know Dom anymore she doesn't remember any of that life and yeah we get Shaw's uh, you know looking into Dom's team I just thought it was very it is very Avengers JD the, the, oh, the two squads and like them doing their uh, you know recon on each other and even to the point where they're like was it Roman is it in one of those scenes where he's yeah. like hey they're basically us yeah. uh, which I thought was pretty funny and he's going through uh, basically the entire team yeah, it's great. And then he points to the blonde girl on the other team and uh, oh, refers yeah. to Paul Walker. And it's it's fun. That was legit funny. I enjoyed yeah. that. And that's what yeah. I was saying about the last movie. Yeah. I wanted more of that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't think we still got it, but it, at least they acknowledged Closer. it. You know, it, it, it's it's like every movie they ha- they make, they look back and go, you know what? We should have done We should have done more of a, uh, you know, a, a uh, foils for each of them on the other team. Let's do mm-hmm. it this time, and uh, you know. So, and they did it, and yeah, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, and Roman usually has, and he does even in this movie still, don't get me wrong, like cringe oh, yeah. uh, comedy lines. And you're like, what? oh my God, that's who wrote that? And like yeah. the poor guy having to say this and trying to deliver it. But this scene, you know, I, I agree with JD. I think you do too, Trey. This was funny. This was funny Roman pointing out the uh, similarities between the squads and making fun of everybody. Uh, that worked for me. This was like probably Roman's sort of like uh, at least funniest moment. Yeah, uh, that was his funniest moment where he's the one making the jokes. There are some great moments yeah. for Roman yeah. where he's basically getting dunked on this entire movie, which I think are great. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't help but thinking of JD during that scene, especially after we had recorded the Fast Five podcast. And he's saying, they should have a whole team that's exactly the same as the Fast Team. <laughs> yeah, you call it, man. <laughs> like, basically, it feels like if you would have tweeted any idea for a Fast and Furious movie when these were coming out, they were at least going to like put it on the whiteboard and consider it. Uh, totally. They do a lot of fan service in this, and I thought that was a great scene. And I also think Roman is pretty funny. I think it's a little bit earlier when they're first getting together with Hobbs at the same HQ, and he's just trying to scam chips off people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's trying to get Hans chips. They're gone, obviously. He's been eaten. He finally gets them out of the vending machine after Hobbs shoots it down. That's how you stay a millionaire by asking people for change. Yeah, but maybe he's asking people for change because he spent all of his money on a <laughs> private plane that everybody can easily so. identify. But yeah, this scene is great. Breaking down the crew's white Hobbs though. That guy is humongous. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that guy's like shaped like a refrigerator. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, I was calling him yeah. while watching this. That guy was a tank. I, I wanted more of him, actually, mm -hmm. uh, in this movie. Um, I did like, too, to go back to Shaw when they're doing the investigating on Dom's team. I loved Shaw getting mad at one of his henchmen for calling the Fast and Furious team just common criminals. And he was so offended. He, like, he was like... It was like the classic, you got to respect your enemy. And right. uh, that's not respect. That's, they're far from common criminals. But he was legit pissed. And I don't know why that made me laugh out loud, J.D. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, that's why he's a, such a good villain. He's like, don't underestimate them. Mm -hmm. you, you cannot underestimate anybody. So, yes, they're common criminals. But, I mean, they could, they could beat us. Yeah. Yeah. They, there is respect between these two squads, at least from their leaders. So, Dom's crew learns that Shaw is connected to a drug lord who was imprisoned by Brian. It is Arturo Braga. Remember Braga. him? Yeah. We're going back to him. So while Tej and Hobbs are purchasing several cars from an auction for this mission they got coming up here, Brian returns to L.A. as a prisoner. Uh, does he go to L.A. or is uh, where is Braga? He must be in uh, California, right? I think he's in California. Yeah. I thought so. He returns there. Yeah, that makes sense uh, because the FBI is there. Um, as a prisoner to question Braga, um, who, you know, ultimately says Letty survived the explosion that seemingly killed her. I mean, this is the, the big thing that he's getting from here. I am glossing over a lot because there's a lot of scenes here as they sort of like build this mission and we can go through them. Um, what what do you think about... Well, let's go with Brian here first. This whole play to go back to prison, uh, Trey. You know, believable enough for you with the FBI helping him out, and he's only in there like what? He's got he's on the clock, and he does the old twenty four uh, hours. Yeah, he does the old um, smooth move to like put himself in isolation. I guess it was to get him closer to Braga there by uh, 
What did you, you say that guy's name is? Stasniak. Stasniak, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. what did you think of that part? We'll go with that part first. Well, Skates, you know I loved uh, the Stasniak callback. After the montage in the opening where they, they only put him getting headbutted in the nose in there so that he could get headbutt in the nose later. Yeah. I thought Again. that was funny. Again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tough break for Stasniak. This guy is taking L's uh, left and right. I thought that was very funny. Um, I would say... A bit of a change of heart for Brian. You know, about 20 minutes ago, he was saying, as soon as I walk through that door, life changes. And now he is voluntarily going to jail (laughs) on the other side of the world uh, just for 24 hours to see a guy who he put in jail. So a little risky for Brian, but, you know, he gets in and he gets out pretty smoothly, all things considered. I don't think he learns very much from Braga, though. Okay. I was I'm confused about this whole part of the story. The the Brian like feeling so guilty for Letty one, I, I, mm-hmm. which I guess makes some sense. I understand that because there's a lot of that. And then I'm with you, Trey. I'm like, what did he really go and find out? Or like JD, what are we missing here? He didn't get that much information at all. Yeah, I I think it was just confirmation that she didn't remember or she was uh, she was suffering from amnesia because they so shot shot took her in after the know. amnesia. Yeah, right. okay, yeah, exactly. So, and that was about it. Um, yeah, what yeah, was distracting? That, and I think Braga says the only way you get close to Shaw is if he wants you there, and that kind of comes up a little bit later. Yes. But like. You really didn't learn much from him. No. And I'll say one thing that keeps coming up with uh, Braga and Shaw that I did not like was anytime they would start talking about uh, Letty's amnesia, the perfect girl. Yeah. 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 The perfect girl. (laughs) Why? Why is an amnesiac like the perfect criminal accomplice? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. I guess, well, well, for this... Oh, that's true. Like, is he, Why is does he it matter? A hundred steps ahead, that he's like, I need family. I need someone from Dom's family. But man, it would help if she can't remember it. Then I can <laughs> yeah, mold exactly. her to then bring Dom even closer to me. But like, how many years has this been in the plan? And why even get them involved? Like, you're that yeah. maniacal. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, yeah, Brian gets out. He's released from prison after getting this information uh, and regrouping. With the team back in London, he he goes back there, and and we get other stuff in here because we get to the I said it there we get the Tej Hobbs buying of cars scene, you know a, a, a comedic scene. JD, um, was it was it funny that you know their their stereotype for being there, sure. with how they look, how they dress, and all that, um, yeah. to buy all these expensive cars. Mm-hmm. And then the payoff, of course, is getting this guy to like strip down to his uh, to his knickers, um, right? You know, getting his watch and all that. I mean, sure. super weird scene, really, if I'm, if I'm <laughs> being honest here. But I guess it was just to have Ludacris and and The Rock be funny. Yeah, I think it was obviously for comedy, and uh, yeah, and I like that uh, Ludacris's character Tej. He's just well, I'm just gonna buy the car. There's no scheme here. I'm yeah. Just, I'm straight up buying these cars, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna humiliate this dude who was, uh, you know, trying to humiliate us. So basically, uh, profiled us, and so fuck him, and we're gonna humiliate him. Uh, the guy is is a such a caricature, like re, like 
right out of central casting for this snooty uh, Downton Abbey like yeah. butler. You know what I mean? Like, just, it's just a, it's a bit much. Downton Abbey would say that to the guy, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> tone it down. But I, I, they should have hired the Dowager Countess to, to auction <laughs> it off. Yeah, I mean, it, I. I will wanted them to go further with it. Not, not. Uh, I the the main problem I had with that scene when they're telling him to strip. Aside from the, you could call it sexual assault, really. But <laughs> aside from that, uh, this score never stops being like this spy sort of. Like it's a little bit lighter, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like, come on, guys, this is this, play it for comedy. Just, jokes. just get out the tuba and just do the. <laughs> we all know the. You know that that kind of thing, and then what this guy has—he's stripped of every bit of his dignity, and he just—he but he still walks out in his socks and his boxers. And I think it could have been funnier, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that. And also, okay, so Hobbs and Tej are in in charge, I guess, of getting these awesome cars. Yeah. They haven't talked about their plan in advance, which is I'm just going to buy the cars. <laughs> Which also, Tej, I mean, I know you're great with your money, it appears, you're very kind, but you don't need to buy them. Uh, right. Unless he meant by, like, we are buying them, you know, the government, right. the FBI is buying them by way of Hobbs. I guess that, that, that makes a lot more sense. Like, why should he have to buy these cars that we're ultimately just going to crash? <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe good, Hobbs is there to finance it. That makes mm, yeah. a point. Interesting. Yeah. No, part was also, I just assumed it was uh, Tej. I know. You know, being, uh, well, I mean, the guy's like, clearly you're not a baller <laughs> oh yeah well, you have no idea i'm gonna do ballers in a yeah it turns years. out yeah. you got ballered uh <laughs> yeah. and honestly the rock was in a show called ballers so yeah. you completely blew it guy uh <laughs> but yeah to me it's just how can we get ludicrous and the rock in a scene together that's gonna be them joking yeah. and that's what it was yep. yeah, there are some funny moments to it but not a killer no, it was uh, maybe a little too long, I think, is yep. what we're getting at yeah. here. The payoff was not ultimately worth it with this guy sort of getting down uh, to his underwear. I think we have in here, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might have my timeline with this movie uh, incorrect. But do we also have Han and Roman along with Giselle and Riley with Hicks going to the... the um, I don't know what that dude even was. I was so confused by this point. What that guy... Harpoon guy, did. I think. Is that the harpoon guy? So this is... It, yeah. Was he a harpoon yeah. guy? I don't know. He was some sort of weapon. The guy. bullet guy? Well, he know. was shooting something. It, lo- <laughs> it may have been a harpoon. Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it was. But the whole Oh, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. He was a lead. Yeah. Um, we get uh, we get Han and Roman talking about love though. Mm. Because that's where Roman is picking up uh, that Han is into Giselle. They, which uh, you know, they gave them a moment. This was like the part of the movie where they're like, okay, we got a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. We got to give them some scenes either by themselves or at least with just one other person to continue to build their character or just because uh, oh, they're actors and they want to act. So right. uh, you know, let them have at it. So that's why we get these all these little pairing offs here. But uh, yeah, anything to add to the to that whole scene there, mainly the Han and Roman talking about Giselle. I mean, not really. Uh, like, yeah. there's a couple of s- this and the scene at the very end where they're where 
another creepy sort of weird scene where it's just like I don't I can't remember what they said in that scene but in the end of the movie when Elena is coming up to Letty to talk to her and they're like ooh this is gonna be awkward but damn sexy I'm like what are you talking about like what do you mean like and they say there was some sort of insinuation like uh, oh when uh, when Riley takes the guy to the ground and uh and uh, Tyrese is like, ooh, I like that. Like, <laughs> okay, I mean. <laughs> like, likes it rough, man. It's like she's taken down a guy. It's like, how is it? Is I mean, I know people have their things, but I don't know. It's not sexy. It's cool. It's cool. I like that. But it's just the insinuation that it's, ooh, it's sexy. Two, two women being strong. I, I like it. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it that way. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. I don't know why you explained it. That was funny to me. Um, I guess what I want to ask here to you, Trey, is is the Han Giselle romance believable to you throughout yes. the last couple? Mm. Is it? Is it? I think Han is the only fast crew that could date Giselle because he's the only one who's cool enough to pull it off and not care okay, that she okay. is. Like, you know, she she put her body on the line in Fast Five, and, you know, maybe somebody else would be jealous about that, but Han is like, hey, man, that's cool. Do you see how cool I am? Do you see how cool I am? That's why Giselle loves me, and I think he pulls it off. Uh, it's believable to me. It's not totally believable to me that their entire goal is going somewhere to settle down. That's not believable in the least right, to me. Like, right. you've been jetting around the world performing crimes and driving cars as fast as you possibly can and now you're like 29 years old and you want to settle down i don't believe that but i do believe uh i believe in them as a couple i love them as a couple if i'm being honest what's strange to me though with the the timeline of fast and furious because we know tokyo drift coming later on after these movies uh with 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 the canyon is that han loses a girl he in theory loves uh, you know, we'll get to that scene, which he dies, and that he somehow becomes cooler, JD. Mm. Like that. That I was point. like, hold on, I mean, because he's not as cool. I'm gonna say it. He's not as cool in these last couple as he right. was in Tokyo Drift. So that means he actually becomes cooler. Mm. Like he, and he goes through a lot of shit yeah. and loses a girl. And some, I mean, that's maybe you know speaks to Han. Maybe that's just how cool he is. Goddamn it. It's a it's a great point, but I'm kind of. I the old this the only scene that I thought they had real chemistry was at the very beginning of the movie before they get picked up wherever yeah, they are. Yes, uh, somewhere, thought, somewhere in Asia, right? No, somewhere in Asia. Yeah. I assume it's not Japan because no, it's not. They're, they've they, they're still dancing around Tokyo at that point. Right. But uh, yeah, they, I thought they were a believable couple. They were acting like a couple. I just getting some food and like, hey, maybe we should settle down. And mm-hmm. she's like, aren't we okay. settling down? Isn't this settling down? I I like that scene between them, but. Not much else in terms of chemistry between the two of them. Okay. So. Um, I think somewhere in here, too, we do get the pawn shop part. Um, you know, I'll just <laughs> chuck it in there if anybody wanted to add anything to it. Eh, you know, I thought I thought it was fine. You get to just see Dom and, and Brian doing their thing together, <laughs> TK. Yeah, I think my only note on this scene was headbutts galore. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dom is just dropping headbutts left and right here. <laughs> <laughs> no marks on his forehead. Doesn't even yeah. get red. No. Knocks him straight no. up. <laughs> it's not even red. It should yeah. be a little red. A yeah, little give him like a dot or something. Yeah. It's in like, his contract, man. He's no yeah. marks on my face. I never I, bruise. I will say though, for his character, like because of the way he looks, because of the way Vin Diesel is, like I'm like that's 
if he were to fight, it's believable to me he could use that giant noggin mm-hmm. to do some damage, yeah. right? It's like, I don't, like, we've talked about it before. I don't, he, you know, he's doing parkour. And I'm like, come on, he's not that fast or he's not that agile. And, yeah, he's trying to get his, get the arms up because he's always wearing the tank. And they're getting better. They've gotten better as it's gone on, sure. But, like, if I saw him in a fight, I'd be like, use your head, man. Your head is giant. Like, ram your head into him. So, you know, that's somewhat believable, I guess. Maybe not the one where he flies 40 feet in the air like he's uh, Chris Benoit jumping off the top rope uh, to drop a headbutt. But, uh yeah, yeah, he's in the fight. He's throwing that head around. So, yeah, dumb. but he couldn't use it against the guy behind the glass. He yeah. beat up a guy mm-hmm. behind glass. I mean, that yeah. was pretty cool. That, yeah, that was impressive. Cool. I like that part. And, you know, I like. There's a couple times in this movie, like tight quarters. Let's put those fight scenes in tight quarters. Mm-hmm. Happens with Brian in jail, uh, in the prison cell, and uh, you know all the stuff they're pulling off in there. Uh, and then yeah, in, in this pawn shop, which isn't very big too, and the guy behind the glass, like you said, that's not bad. You know, put it's like actually like really put them in a box, like yeah. legit, just put them in a box and see how they would fight their way out of this. So to keep it going here, Dom challenges Letty in a street racing competition, of course. Of course. And um, <laughs> afterward, he returns her cross necklace. This stupid necklace, man. I'm so tired of it. Like, it's a character at this point in this yeah. franchise. We've seen so much of this necklace in the shorts and all these movies. But yeah, um, he returns it to her. And then after Letty leaves, Shaw offers Dom a chance to walk away, threatening to otherwise hurt his family. But Dom refuses. So we get the Letty-Dom scene after a race and then we get Shaw and Dom um Trey we'll start with you on uh, either of these ones which one did you I guess you like more or what did you think of it I've been pretty critical of every love scene that Vin Diesel has it's just completely unbelievable to me this is the sexiest Vin Diesel has ever been in this scene with Letty there's actual chemistry yeah. between them mm-hmm. I think when he looks over ride or die remember Oh, little chills down the spine. He hits the wheelie, of course. There's drifting. There's some stare and drive action. And of course, Dom hits the Nas late to win. That's how he always does it. I really buy their chemistry. I love the line that Letty has at the end of that race. This guy's crazy. Then they go and go to the bridge. They're having their little chat. We get an okay line comparing, um, you know, love to cars. Show me how you drive. I'll show you who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. That one's fine to me, right? But when Dom says to her, you never could resist American muscle, I threw up. I had to. I had to throw up a little bit there. That was a minor (laughs) barf for me. But then Dom brings it back with the matching scars from when they were body surfing. Are you kidding me? I ship them. I totally ship Dom and Letty. I'm glad she's back. I don't know how she's back. I don't know what body they buried. There was a Mm. funeral, but I'm glad it wasn't Letty because I completely believe it. Even if she has no clue who this guy is who's macking on her heart in a car. Yeah, we, we can't uh, put a bruise on his old noggin or, uh, heaven forbid, a little blood or something with all these headbutts. But he's got a scar on his hip, JD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, you know, I agree with everything that Trey just said. I mean, it was a great scene it was a it was a race through the streets of london through uh a, a landmark was that piccadilly circus or the uh, queen's mm. bridge or whatever 
uh, it reminded me of Tokyo Drift when they go through that, that awesome square and uh, it was shot beautifully. And yes, the scar comparison stuff was shot very sensually. It was kind of cool. I mean, yes. I was buying it. I too am shipping those two. Uh, you know, I bought in. And yes, I barfed a little too on that line, but that's okay. It's like... This is definitely not the worst line in the movie. I mean, not by a long shot. So, you know, and then and then it it goes on with Shaw Shaw shows up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You've got matching laser dots on your chest, boys. How? (laughs) Well, there's a tracking device. Okay, fine. You know, whatever. Like the rocks there. He's got his back. I mean, sure. Right. Yeah. but I do. I did like the standoff between the two of them, and I already talked about how that's. This is the scene where they're talking about the codes, right? You've got a code, and I've got a code. Yes, Your code yes. is family, and my code is uh, what is it? Precision, precision, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I got <laughs> something. Like that. I got a precision problem with that. <laughs> I like. I love the idea of that being his code, but what he ends up doing is far from precise. Right. With a with veering around in a tank, just joyriding. <laughs> You know, we're going to get that very soon. But I was like, what? This is not you, man. This isn't your code. What's going on here? Right. Maybe Dom had him rattled or something. But I, I actually did like the, uh, the this scene, too, with Shaw and Dom. I thought it was fine. And you're right. Maybe a little silly how it ends with like, well, I, I was about to kill you, but now I can't because also we would just kill each other here now. So we will just part our ways. But Trey, uh, what do you think of Dom and Shaw, too? Yeah, I think that's a solid scene as well. I love the little bit of meta commentary we get from Shaw describing Dom. Street kid starts off stealing DVD players in East LA, ends up heisting $100 million in Rio. It's a good story, isn't it? Almost inspiring. I was like, yeah, man. Mm. You get it. That's why we're tuned in here. They were stealing DVD players, and everybody thinks it's hilarious. That was probably a tweet. Can you believe it? This guy started off stealing DVD players. Yeah. Now he's heisting $100 million. Throw it in the movie. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, yeah, like the laser pointers show up. Great stuff. Two-bit government hack, a nice line. I thought that was a, a little meeting of the minds between those two. That was good. This, this felt like, up until this point, the most Dom Vin Diesel, I guess, has gotten to, like, act. Yeah. Like, the, these, th- these two scenes, back-to-back, it's, like, actually a lot of lines and obviously, like, trying to, like, remind Letty that they were in love possibly married no one knows like they should have thrown in a quick line like uh hey we're gonna have a second marriage or a wedding or something like that <laughs> just so we know for sure but anyway and then with shaw i i, I thought it was you know maybe his uh <laughs> i don't want to say his best moment uh but definitely like they let him they let him run here jd and there's a big, big reason why this movie is so damn long uh just like this podcast is gonna be because uh <laughs> there are there are a lot of like there's a lot of great action scenes and they're very long just like the other movies but there's like this stuff too where like two characters are just just talking yeah yeah <laughs> all right absolutely tej then tracks shaw's next attack to a, a spanish nato base so shaw's crew assaults a highway military convoy carrying a computer chip that's what they're going for to complete his device dom's crew interferes while shaw along with letty they commandeer a tank. Yes, here's where the tank comes in. They're destroying cars left and right. Again, nothing precise or anything that says precision here from from Shaw. So I don't know where that code went, man. But Brian and Roman end up flipping the tank before it causes further damage, 
resulting in Letty being thrown from the vehicle, as we talked about, and Dom turning into Superman or Spider-Man and uh, flying through the sky, catching her and landing so oh so conveniently on the windshield <laughs> of a car, and everybody is okay. But, 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 the tank scene, JD, I thought was was pretty cool. When the tank oh. came out of the carrier, I was like, yeah, like, okay, yeah. that's cool. I was like, yeah. it looked uh, cool, guys. Too. They got a tank. <laughs> Great trailer line. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think, JD? Uh, I love I love this scene. Uh, again, I thought this was the climax of the movie, appropriately so. Uh, apparently, this was shot in the Canary Islands on a brand new highway that had never been used. I can't believe <laughs> that the Canary Islands government allow this to happen but they did and uh it was spectacular uh the destruction that the 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 tank rains down on uh the poor cars of the of spain i guess was supposed to be uh was just devastating really but uh you know there were a couple of parts that are like like this tank is just going over every car like crushing it beyond recognition and then Roman, his his job is to get in front of the tank. Why? What? Like, what was the thinking there? I, I that part I just did not get. I mean, it was great well, because you I see th- wasn't Roman. It, wasn't it to like wrap that unbelievable wire that they have around <laughs> the tank somehow, I, or do I have it wrong? Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I guess right? you're right. Uh, but they weren't anticipating a tank, so you know they were improvising. <laughs> That's what they're good at. But, uh, you know, and also he said uh, there was a throwaway line. It was like, just get get up there, distract from the distract him from the other cars. I'm like, what? What is it? How is that going to work? Anyway, it was fine. But, you know, it's it was spectacular to watch. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat going, this is awesome. This is this is awesome. You know, it was great. It's just just a great feat of cinematic action happening and originally this was conceived as two movies and this was supposed to be the first ending the conclusion with the tank yeah this scene which really does feel like wow this is a huge crazy ending to a movie it must be over and then no we get to the whole plane thing that was like a second ending um interesting yeah which which is wild. They're like, jam them together. Put them both in the same movie. Who cares how long it is? People are going to watch this, and years later, they're going to podcast about it for over no. two hours. Um, what do you think of the tank, uh, TK, and then how they ultimately take it down? We already talked enough about Dom flying through the air and all that, but the, taking down the tank, uh, um, I thought was sort of cool, but was it believable at all? <laughs> yeah, of course, man. You got, a, you got a Mustang hooked up to a leader line, and one guy smacks it over the edge and pulls the whole thing down. Uh, is it believable? Uh, no, no, but who cares? Neither is anything else. Uh, I love it. I think it's one of the best action scenes in the whole franchise, for sure. The Dom flying through the air is an iconic scene, even if it's completely silly. And I don't know, there's some small moments in here that I think are actually really great as well. Like Dom at one point has to drive underneath the collapsing bridge and mm-hmm. he barely makes it. Yep. And for the first time ever, you're like, Dom is surprised that he pulled off a driving move. He's like, oh, oh. Like you never see that from Dom. He's never rattled in those sort of things. Brian leaps a car over a rubble ramp, a great shot. Roman pulls off his first car leap of the series. 
I think he jumps from his car right before it gets crashed. Uh, maybe Han is who's picking him up. So. I'm not totally sure on that one. So, yeah, there's some great moments in here. And then it ends with uh, the flying Dom scene. So this is a 10 of 10 scene for me. And, I mean, it's just completely wild to think that this is, like, two-thirds of the way through I the know. movie. It feels like the ending, 100%. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, the whole plane sequence is still to come. That's a, I mean, that's a climax to a movie right there as well. And like you're saying, JD, if this had been two movies, you can see how that would have worked. Oh, I did. I did the mistake of like when this scene's going on and it's ultimately coming to the end. I'm like, how this movie must be over soon. And I did the old pause. Let's check the bar. And I couldn't believe. I honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, (laughs) what? Like, first off, this has been pretty long. Yeah, it was 90 minutes. Over 90 minutes when that happened. Okay, totally normal uh, for an action movie. And we have, yeah, what felt like a third still to go. I mean, basically what? I I could not believe it. Um, But much, much more to come here. Uh, Because they are captured. Sean is crew. Uh, And again, you also think the movie's over. Cool. But the reveal is (laughs) Mia. Remember her? Remember, she's got a baby named Ooh. Jack. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah yes, uh, yes, yes. She's been kidnapped by Shaw's, uh, well, two henchmen. I guess the woman and, and Brock Lesnar, right? Uh, uh, White Rock. Um, Hobbs is forced to then release Shaw and Riley. It turns out the big reveal here is that she is uh, an accomplice to Shaw, so she leaves with him. And then Letty chooses to remain with Dom. So we got a nice little switcheroo here where Letty is with the Fast and Furious team and mm-hmm. Riley was in on it all along and is with Shaw's team. Um, there was a weird line in here about like, well, what are we going to do? Because family is everything, so we have to let him go. Like, smooth move by him. He knows your code. Mm-hmm. He, you, didn't, you didn't think to have anybody else in the FBI maybe just protect your newborn son or anything like that. Like, you thought it was cool. I guess you had a, you do have you a cop. Elena. Yep. Yeah, you got Elena. You got a cop with her. Anyway, we didn't think that far through. Shaw, of course, did. So we have to let you go now. And then Hobbs says something, like, to Dom about, like, now they're going to go chase him, right? And he says something about, like, amnesty is out the window and stuff right. like that. Amnesty and, and pardon go out the window. And Dom replies, I, I, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, those words went out the day we were born. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> oh. Brutal Nora line. I, Brutal. I don't even understand it. Oh. And Nora and I pause it and we're like, what? <laughs> what is he I, talking about? Dom, you've been trying to get a pardon for four straight <laughs> movies, man. <laughs> Every movie starts with thing. you setting up a deal for amnesty yeah. or pardon. Such a weird, weird line, JD. But uh, oh, yeah, totally. What wh- were you, JD? Be honest with me. At least the first time you watched this, surprised by the the Riley Hicks turn. I was, was actually. I was too. I was pretty surprised. I don't think they gave us a lot of breadcrumbs on that one at no. all. <laughs> like, uh, why why were we to believe she was corrupt? I didn't see anything unless I'm missing it. I think yeah. the only clues at all are is that. When Brian visits Braga in prison, he does say something along the lines of, think about it. He's got somebody feeding him information. Oh, yeah, true, true, He says that. True. No idea who it could be. And the only other thing that could even possibly be a tip-off is at one point, uh, Riley, like, suggests where they should go. Right. Who cares? Like, that's what it's like. Okay, so somebody in the crew of 10 people is making a suggestion. 
It's called brainstorming. You should probably try that when you're trying to <laughs> save the entire world. To me, that was not enough to know that she was going to be the one who flips. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't think it was earned that she flipped? It was not just, totally. Uh, yeah, not really. I was I was fine with it. I was surprised. I was like, ooh, <laughs> didn't see that coming. You know, but it's it's uh it's soap. I'm now fully into the soap opera mode and just right. like yeah, what's going to happen next? What yeah. what twist and turn do you have for me? I loved I loved when they reveal to Brian that Mia has been captured and they're like, maybe you should call. Maybe you should call. Oh, yeah. Mia. And then he calls and literally all she says is, Brian! <laughs> and that's it. That was enough, right? I mean, I'm like, my wife, whenever I call her or I will randomly hear, Jason, how do I get my Bluetooth working? You know, like, it's just like, that's not enough. It's not enough to, to assume that your wife has been kidnapped. Uh, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Right, right. And um, do I have it right that there's that part where Mia hands Jack over to Alina to escape? Yes. Right, right. So it's uh-huh. just it's just Mia who's captured. Mm-hmm. That's right. Correct. But yeah. it, inexplicably, why didn't Mia go along? I didn't. I didn't get that. Like. I guess she was like, you take Jack, protect Jack, yeah, and I'll just offer myself up so that Jack can uh, get buy away. Buy you some time, I yeah, guess. maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, but next time, yeah, go over that wall first. Let <laughs> Alina hand you Jack. Uh, yes. Though she's yes. a cop. I mean, who knows? Okay. Well, she's got a gun. She could, you know, yeah, hold them up hold while them she off makes more. her uh, <laughs> escape, I guess. That's true. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. So, to keep us going here, we gotta go get Shaw again. Man, what a move by this guy. He is playing chess. So, Shaw's group... Um, they they, uh, they board a moving gigantic aircraft. This thing is huge <laughs> on, and it said this in the Wikipedia write up for this movie, and I laughed. They, they they board this gigantic aircraft on an exceptionally long runway. Oh yeah, <laughs> it said that. It said that, and I la- I couldn't believe it was on the Wikipedia page. Uh, as Dom's crew gives chase to him. And we say this because there's going to be like a 13-minute runway chase at the now end of this movie. Mm -hmm. And if it was actually true, the runway would be an estimated 18 miles long. (laughs) And JD, I know your brother is a pilot. Uh, Maybe he can fact check me on this. I think the longest runway in the world is maybe, maybe three to five miles. Like, it's still long, but... It's not 18 miles long because they are on this runway this entire scene. They're, they're there, they're driving, then they're up, then they're down, then they're up, then they're down. It's like, it's it's pretty hilarious. But yeah, that yeah. is in the Wikipedia write-up. Exceptionally long runway. <laughs> oh, accurate. I, that is very accurate. Um, <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah. I, 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 they could have easily been finished the runway and then just jumped onto a highway and then yeah. we're fine right yeah. and then it's believable again yeah because believable. that plane is so big it could go through any like chain link fence <laughs> right i mean i guess the budget goes up like a like even tenfold if you're gonna take <laughs> this scene into a city uh, oh yeah i'm not saying that i'm saying just a country like a straight sort of oh. you know like oh, a, okay, a okay. desert highway or something that goes on for 18 miles you know but uh yeah, it's. Uh, I had a lot of problems with this this whole sequence. I mean, yeah, the yeah. final set piece. There's a lot going on here, and it, all of it is totally unnecessary. Like, totally unnecessary in my book. But uh, you know, there's still some sp- spectacular stuff. I mean, yeah, this is this is how I felt. I mean, I we've all been there when we go out to dinner. And we uh, fill up on appetizers, and the appetizers are great. And then all of a sudden, the fucking main course comes, and you're just like, "Ugh, no!" Oh, and it's huge can't. too. It's and you're looking huge. at it, and you're like, oh, "And it's God. and it's not and it's and it's not as good as the rest of the, the the appetizers, right?" And that's that's how this movie felt. I was just like, I'd had enough. I was just like, uh, I was in Laurie Artinian mode with the lights were down and the music, the the audio was cranked. I was just bombastic and i was like okay, 90 minutes was good but another half hour of this oh my god i could not agree more and we are now forever calling appetizers tanks and main <laughs> giant planes tanks and planes <laughs> tanks and planes uh what are we doing here are we just getting tanks are we gonna share tanks all right good uh, i don't feel like a giant plane either uh yeah especially down here in the states the planes are bigger here in the states um Okay, well, yeah, okay, so the, the, the specifics, and I'm going to fly through these, and Trey, you can, you can touch on anyone you want, but we get Dom, Letty, and Brian, they board the plane, uh, Brian rescues Mia, they escape, I think, uh, the plane attempts to take off, but it's held down, I think, by the excess weight, 
as the rest of the team have tethered the plane to their vehicle. They're like, this worked for a tank? Sort of, you know, it's going to work for a giant plane. Uh, Giselle sacrifices herself to save Han from Sean's, uh, Shaw's excuse me, henchman. Um, you know, she shoots him because he's about to kill Han uh, from behind. Letty kills Riley because they have that fight. And uh, she escapes with um, Hobbs to safety. I think I have that right. That's right. But yeah. Dom then pursues Shaw in that computer chip. And as the plane crashes finally into the ground uh, after 18 miles of driving, <laughs> Shaw is thrown from it, and Dom drives a charger out of the nose of the exploding plane. Right. I think I have that right, or I really should yep. say, I think Wikipedia has that right, and uh, whatever I uh, sort of sprinkled in there. Trey, your thoughts on the... On the final set piece here with the giant plane or uh, any of the specific, like, sort of battles going on here? Well, not only is that too big of a meal to eat after you've had some delicious appetizers, <laughs> yeah. too many ingredients, I would mm. say, mm. as well. Mm. To me, the whole does not equal the sum of the parts here because there are some incredible moments. We talked about uh, Dom's flying headbutt, which mm -hmm. is... Uh, a hilarious moment. There's a great, there's some great fighting scenes in here. You've got Dom yeah. fighting Shaw. Hobbs is fighting the huge guy. Eventually, they team up together, the two of them, like, side by side. This is when Vin and the Rocks still liked each other, so I'm there for that. I'm loving it. Eventually, Dom lifts the huge guy up for Hobbs to clothesline. Oh, yeah. And then they give each other a couple of sup guys, you know. That's like you know Legion you of Doom move, that was. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah. We also do see... One of the most gruesome deaths in Fast and Furious so far when Letty blasts Riley out the window with a harpoon. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's maybe the worst death so far that we've seen. Wrong team, bitch. Ugh. <laughs> I didn't like that uh, Giselle had to die. I mean, at least she did it sacrificing her life for Han, but... Wait, 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 wait. Why yeah. she dead? Why is she dead? Totally, yeah. It's... Uh, I Again, she could just be injured. She could just she, be injured. We didn't see her actually die. She fell, of course, from that from that vehicle. But uh, I don't know, JD. She could come back in a couple movies, right? <laughs> the only reason I don't think she does is because she went on to star as Wonder Woman. But I, I mean, that's the only evidence that I have. I, I but maybe right she comes back, JD, touches a spark plug, and that turns her into Wonder oh, Woman. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and it was a, another one of those moments. Uh, it happened last movie where uh, Vince dies. He's shot. Dom does nothing, nothing to try to save him. No direct pressure, nothing. Uh, we get to the end of the runway. Granted, it's 18 miles, but still, <laughs> Han's like, well, she's gone. Yeah. She's just gone. Let's go check like, at least. Fucking drive back, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's a chance. I mean, it's it's possible. It. I mean, not likely, but it's possible. I agree. At least follow up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Everybody in this series is too quick to be like that person's dead. And if anything, we've learned. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot to kill somebody, so they're yeah. more likely they're alive. Yeah, they they just got shot in the chest or run over or flipped a hundred times or fell from an extreme height but it's more likely in this world that they're alive so go check on them totally yeah i guess i guess she is dead because she has now turned into wonder woman um <laughs> it, it's a, i'm with you trey it was a lot going on i the whole mia brian part i think brian throws is it this scene where he does throw a 
a flying Superman punch again, though. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is great. Like, ah, yes. That was your cool move. Um, There's one thing about Brian and Mia's part where they take out the ramp car, right? By right. going backwards over it. Did I get that right? Like, I was he reverses too. the car, goes over, and and then it just crashes into a wall. But somehow that was him finally beating this ultimate weapon, right? Like, uh, the weapon was now... He found the weak spot, which is just go drive over it backwards, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, Can't flip going backwards. I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, really, really weird part. Again, that part of it was totally unnecessary. That unnecessary part to an unnecessary scene in my mind. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I will say, like, the, the tethering to the plane with these cars, I was... I was so confused and like, and like, you know, I know none of this is believable. We've said it a million times, but like, I was like, come on this, the cars, they're being lifted at some points in the air. They would be like, they'd be spinning around. They somehow right. always stay like, sort yeah. of like, well, if we go back down, we can still drive. Right. We're good. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my understanding was to defend them a little here. I think that they were going for the flaps. Right, they were trying to harpoon. They the do flaps say the flaps a couple times. down. Yes, and if the flaps aren't, if they can't get the flaps going, then the plane's not going to take off. Okay, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, watch but the flaps. they, but at times that plane was in the air, right? Like it was getting a oh, little bit for the whole second half of the chase. I think it was in the air. Yeah, at least when, partially. Yeah, yeah. When Hobbs jumps back out, he's like, "Okay, I'm done fighting. I'm going to go back <laughs> in the jeep now." Yeah, he jumps back. It, the plane is in the air. And then he's like, okay, lady, it's your turn now. And she's like, what? Are you, are you serious? And then she just goes, I guess. But can you imagine? Like, I, like if I'm on the roof of my house here and I'm like, there one floor, two grass, and I can bend my knees, tuck and roll. I'm like, I'll be up there for an hour and a half, oh, yeah, like hesitating, sure. like, I don't know about this. I like it was a sunny day where, you know, put a trampoline down there. I'm still hesitating. I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, but you're jumping into a Jeep with two guys already in it and seats. Like, wow. And you're on a plane. Like you're, you're going like, you're also, he's as big as the Jeep, right? He's a giant human. Again, this is not, uh, this is not the, 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 I forget the guy's name, the character's name uh, in Ocean's Eleven that they put in the bank vault because mm. he can like uh, trapeze around, oh, fly yeah. around. Like, it's almost like, yeah, like the, the guy that can go on American Ninja Warrior and win, okay, I could sort maybe, of maybe yeah. see them talking themselves out of jumping from 30 feet. Not The Rock. The Rock uh, is going to squash the two guys <laughs> in the vehicle. Uh, yeah, we saw him botch a jump earlier in this movie. He yeah. left onto a car and fell right off. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe he looked out the, the plane. He's like, uh, is there any parking uh, <laughs> garages around here? Am I hit an arm? clear. No, we're good. Okay, gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. And, and then the ending, like I said, is, is Dom driving out of the nose of the plane, exploding. Like, you, like... You're like for a second, you're like, oh god, Dom's dead. And no one for a second thinks that because right. he can't even get a scar on him unless it was from body surfing. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, otherwise, he, yeah, here he comes. He bursts out. Uh, what you know? Well, hold wasn't, on. It but, wasn't as cool as the tank to me. I gotta say. But go ahead. No, dude. definitely not. But also, he he jumps out of the nose of the plane, but then flips the charger, and then as I understood it, 
gets consumed in the the wreckage of the plane goes over him, oh, right? Yeah, right. Because right. then he like, walks like out walks of around. the flames, Terminator style. Yeah, that's right. It's like he went back to get the chip out of the burning wreckage. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it, that 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 scene did look. It was right out of Terminator when the when the Terminator comes out of the flames. Mm-hmm. He just had his skin still on, unlike the Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. So he's yeah. stronger than the Terminator. <laughs> hey, look, facts. He's he, he's faster and stronger than Superman and can fly better. And yep, now he's. He's uh, stronger than the Terminator, like you said. It goes on and on with Dom. We're learning yeah. every day here that he really is a superhero, that he's touched <laughs> a spark plug at some point in his life. Um, yeah, uh, Trey, a- anything else to add to the... Uh, well, we'll get to the reunite, the, you know, everybody reuniting, but from this final final scene here, the, the big set piece. Uh, what have we had not covered, man? I think we've covered basically everything I would have to say about this, except for that I think the story goes that Justin Lin said he came up with the idea... For this plane chase for Fast Five, and the first image he had in his mind was of Dom driving his car through a flaming plane. Mm. And you can kind of tell that that's how the scene came about. Sure, They're like, right. we just had to have some kick-ass visuals here. A car driving out of an exploding plane. That's pretty cool. How do we make it happen? Well, uh, I don't know. How about an 18-mile runway? Yeah. yeah. Fire it up. Uh, <laughs> and that, to me, was just like... What kind of crazy ideas can we put in here rather than trying to figure out how to make the scene make sense? Because I also feel like it loses a lot being shot in the dark. Like, it's hard to follow. The plane is gigantic. The runway is forever. So the cars are are probably going fast. You know, the cars are probably going 100 miles an hour, but it doesn't feel like it at all to me. It feels like they could be going 30 miles an hour just as easily. Um, The scale of it and being shot in the dark, I don't know. To if it's just to get Dom driving his car out of the exploding plane and having it look awesome, to me it's not totally worth it. Yeah, uh, right. it would have been cooler to actually see things that are going on. And you know, we keep uh, making fun of Dom being a superhero, which is uh, definitely true. Everybody else is Spider-Man too. The way they can hold on to <laughs> a vehicle is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like all of them, they just have uh, like suction cup hands and feet. <laughs> And, and they're strong enough to just, like, always be holding on to the vehicle. Unless you got to grab your gun to shoot a guy like uh, Giselle does to uh, to save yeah. to save Han there. And that um, was a spectacular shot. I just want to say that. Like, what, yes. her death scene, that okay. shot of her just letting go, firing the gun, like, and just disappearing into the blackness was very, very cool looking, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they, and then you get the shot of Han going, uh, like, uh, yeah. reacting to her making the sacrifice. I enjoyed that. Okay. Um, we still really don't know if Giselle is dead, just no. to throw that in, because this is the Fast and Furious franchise. But is Owen Shaw dead? Because mm. we don't see him die. I know what's going to happen here in the uh, the old mid-credits scene that we're going to get to is uh, a family member, because family is everything. You actually lied, it turns out, um, is going to come into play, but... Is he dead? Uh, I'm trying to read TK's face. Uh, he's not. He's literally he's not. nodding. <laughs> he's not. He, I mean, this is not a big spoiler. He yeah. shows up pretty early in Fast 7. He's not doing well. I'll say okay. that. He's not okay. dead, but he's not doing okay. well. He's not a big factor anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, then Giselle must be Yeah, alive. that's why. Exactly. <laughs> he went through way more. Yeah. Then Giselle. You falling. make a good point. Yeah, 
I'm not ruling her out coming back for like Fast 10 at this point, oh now that you mentioned wow. it. Wow. Oh my God. Um, okay, so yeah, we got the chip. Way to go, Dom. You are the hero. Uh, you are the Terminator. Dom reunites with his crew. Oh, I guess this is where he says the line. Is this where he says the 1327 line? Name right. your price. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, that's the house address. <laughs> <laughs> Matty O has been there. He's seen it. I said it. I was like, boom. He's seen it. it. Yeah. Beautiful. So Dom reunites with his crew and gives uh, the chip. Sorry, that that's the part there on the tarmac. Uh, so they get their pardons. Dom and the others return to his old family home in LA, 1327. You get a little shot of the address just to drive it home, where Dom and his crew have a gathering to share a meal. I was a little disappointed there was no uh, quick scene of somebody shooting a basketball. I think they took the uh, the net down off the <laughs> side of the house there. But Hobbs and Alina arrive to confirm the crew's freedom. Uh, yep, we did the paperwork. Checks out. You guys are good. Uh, <laughs> That's how it works, huh? Yeah. Just an agent shows up. So uh, you're all free. No hearings. We're not going to bring you into a courtroom. We're not going to do any paperwork. Just we're stopping by to let you know it's all good. Yeah. It's like they came back into the States uh, on a, I mean, on a, like a visitor visa, basically. And then then they got their paperwork paperwork through immigration to, uh, that they could stay and they were fine. They were pardoned. Anyway, they're back at their house. They're sharing a meal, which uh, there are some funny parts. Hobbs, uh, like I said, and Alina there, they confirm it. And then Alina accepts that Dom loves Letty. This is the big, uh, well, not big. We said it. It was super quick. She's like, oh, man, you're in love with Letty. You've sort of, uh, you know, uh, I guess re-triggered her. Not even re-triggered her memories. I guess her memory never does come back. Well, no, he, it doesn't. She just falls in love with him. Feels like home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but that you could look yeah. at that as like, this is right. Sure. And so... Wow, she really falls in love with him twice in her life. That's pretty That's crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, three times if you count real life. <laughs> <laughs> good point. It's a very uh, good point. What a weird, weird thing. Um, anyway, some great stuff here because we get the the Roman part where he does he starts to eat, which is amazing that Han doesn't start to eat first. Like yeah. he's always eating, but uh, you know, I think uh, he's brought- he's grieving. To be fair. He is grieving, yeah, that's true. He's sucking back a corona. Um, yeah, Brian, I think, calls out Roman. Ah, oh, you ate. You got to now say grace. This is a great callback. Uh, he, he starts it by saying thank you for the gathering of friends. I don't know why that part killed me. And then goes on to have a nice little, uh, I guess you could say, uh, grace. It reminds me, I think I've shared this story before in the podcast. Uh, I don't know why. I guess it was almost... No, you know what? Must have been like a Thanksgiving or something. It was with it was with friends, and somebody started the uh, started Grace with "Thanks for the blessings," <laughs> or "Thank you for the blessings." And we're like, it's great, and it was like basically it. That was sort of it. All right, let's eat. Um, yeah. My Thank favorite you for fast cars is my favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, a line of Romans prayer. <laughs> I forgot about Thank that. Thank you for fast cars. We yeah, also thanks. have my. I think I laughed the hardest at this scene of this entire movie. Dom and Hobbs standing, what I can oh. only describe as side by side, <laughs> yeah, facing opposite opposite directions. Yeah. Okay, so everybody took so note of this. Weird. So weird. Why? What was the thinking with that blocking, JD? I. What's the reason, man? You're a director. What, I mean, or what's I, the story trying to tell us? They're on even. 
even ground, but you would be on even ground. Well, maybe you're, I don't know. You Honest, tell me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I have no idea what that was about. I, it, I would almost say like, oh, it because it looks cool, but it didn't look cool. No. It looked weird and awkward. And I was wondering what what is going on here? Is he whispering in his ear? Is it <laughs> sort of like, uh, I don't know. I have no idea if it was supposed to, uh, you know, symbolize something, if it was a metaphor for... Uh, like you say, like we're on even ground now, or I'm going this way, you're going that way. Who knows? Mm. I, who who knows? I, it was weird. It was very distracting. Very yeah. distracting. Yeah. But, uh, Trey, any, anything that you can come up with to uh, make them stand like that while they talk to each other for the final no. scene of this movie? Yeah. No, it was all caps. Why aren't they looking at each other for me in the notes? It's like either have them facing each other, talking to each other, or if they don't want to look each other, at each other fine like have them standing side by side like can't stand to look each other in the face but it just looked like they were standing in the wrong spots to me yeah such a weird scene yeah Um, i mean if anything you have the rock turn around because he's leaving anyway and then you have the rock both of them facing the camera one and then you rack the focus that would have made more sense even though nobody talks like that but it, (laughs) it would be less distracting as a theater goer you know like I just don't understand why they weren't standing side by side or face to face. Like everybody else talks to like face to face 99% of the time. Okay. 1% standing just shoulder to shoulder because they're at a party and they're looking at everything and taking it all in. It's like two dads at a birthday party that, uh, you know, like we can still talk to each other. We can turn our heads and talk to each other about uh, how great is it that this guy Lee brought this big slide over here. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> the kids love it, don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that way, no one ever stands that way. And they're like, they're, they're lined up perfectly. It's yeah. weird. Um, but that's basically the movie after, you know, everybody's sitting down and, and eating and family Well, back we together. get one more great part. Dom offers Elena to stay. Like, to stick around, mm. oh, which yeah. I thought was very weird. But even weirder was her response that the fam- her family is the police. She worked for the police for two months. Yeah. Left to go live with an international jet-setting criminal for a week. And now she's going back. We know she's the only incorruptible cop in all of Rio. That's your family? Like, I know that you're not going to be with Dom, but... And it would be awkward to stick around, I do think. But yeah. going back to work for the police, I do not think is an option for her. Yeah, yeah. that JD. felt yeah. that that totally felt wrong and weird. But I don't know. I guess yep. I guess the next movie we're going to see her as a cop, maybe, maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, possible. Yeah, they should have almost just taken her out of the ending. Like we should have. We I know we would have been left going like, where is she? Is she right. okay and everything? But like. Worry about that in the next either short that you guys do or she gets a 20-minute short uh, about what she's doing in Brazil <laughs> or some line in the next movie. Like, that, was, that part, we get it. Letty's back. She's with Dom. It's fine. I don't think anyone would have been all that upset. Like, oh, how dare you, Dom? Yeah. Leave your Brazilian cop behind after one week. Okay. We, we would have understood. But she's there. They wrap it up. Peace. So, in a mid credit scene, once again, baby... Han, he's involved in a car crash. Oh, did it look familiar? We are in Tokyo Drift, suddenly broadsided by an oncoming car, and the driver walks away after leaving Letty's cross necklace by the crash, calls Dom, saying, Dominic Toretto, you don't know me, but you're about to. 
Mm. As Han's car explodes, apparently killing Han. <laughs> apparently. Um, apparently. Yeah. So this is our reveal of another Shaw. Uh, I was so confused, I got to admit, when we saw Owen Shaw. I'm like, that's not the guy I thought that was Shaw. Right. But then yeah. again, I thought the guy, Jason Statham, I thought him being Shaw was Dom's brother, and I think I'm wrong about that because his brother was Shaw. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's Jason. Here he is, and yeah. he will be playing a part as these movies go on. Uh, JD, we'll ask you, how excited were you to see the reveal here, this uh, mid credit scene? Yeah, I lo- love Jason Statham. Uh, I love... I love a British gangster too, yep. you know, like yep. it's just, they're just cool. They're the coolest gangsters in the world. I mean, I think, I mean, for me, I just, I just love the, uh, I just love the swagger, the, the accents. He's got that great Cockney accent and he's, he's going to be a great villain. So, uh, I was pumped and he's such a big name and it was a great, you know, like, they brought what was it, Eva Mendez last time, and then we revealed like it's just stars. So, are we going to see a huge star now every cutscene, like introducing the next villain or person? You know, like mm. uh, uh, hopefully. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, I guess uh, what I was surprised with, like I knew the whole Han thing, of course, was coming that he was going to uh, die, air quotes, but be blown up, but. I guess I didn't see the necklace uh, playing a part. Once <laughs> yeah. again, here it is. My the necklace. God. This necklace is uh, truly invincible. Uh, cannot be crushed or defeated or ruined anyway. Um, mm. But yes, Trey. In fact, you know what, Trey? We're going to do something differently here. Take this mid credit scene and sort of spin us in yeah. to what to expect for the next movie. And then we'll do our quickly, our, our fast and our furious parts of the podcast. But yeah, take it from this mid credit scene and, and, and get us hyped for number seven. Well, y'all are very correct to be excited that Jason Statham shows up. Jason Statham is awesome, and he becomes a factor in the Fastiverse, no doubt, starting in Fast 7. As you know, it spins off into Hobbs and Shaw. Two characters who were added in the back half of the franchise are now getting their own spinoff movie, so you know he's going to bring it. That being said, get your cleanies ready for Furious 7. Oh boy, yeah. Not only is Fast and Furious 7 the most highly rated of all of the Fast movies, it's also the saddest because Mm. it's Paul Walker's last film appearance after his tragic death. Um, You're going to get a whole bunch of new characters. There's a bunch of great action in this one, some really interesting locations, but it's really all about Brian slash Paul. And it's legitimately touching. It's legitimately uh, pulling on your heartstrings uh, in the final act of this movie. Okay. And uh, I think even at least the release um, date got pushed back, uh, you know, of course, because of uh, Paul Walker's real life death. Um, It was supposed to come out a little bit earlier. I read that actually that's why, well, maybe not why, but they did go with another director. They wanted a quicker turnaround, I think, Hmm. JD, uh, between this one, which obviously did really well, and then Seven. And that was maybe a part of why they went with another director. But then, of course, ultimately what happens is Paul Walker's death and it gets pushed back sort of to that. What I think is like another, they've been right now, they've been up to like usually like a two year window between the movies. And I think they wanted it to go like a year after. They wanted to like really, really capitalize on the success. But anyway, it gets pushed back uh, a little bit. Did he die during production? Like of Fast 7? I mean, I remember them saying there was going to be like issues with like, how are they going to like, film things do i have yeah i think it was like 
a l- mostly finished, I think, okay. the movie was. And they had to go back and do some rewrites and some reshoots. And there are a bunch of scenes where they're, like, digitally, digitally putting Paul Walker's face and him acting through stuff on his younger real-life brothers are, like, playing the Brian character. Whoa. But now it's Paul Walker's face on their face. Um, or, yeah, on their face. So, yeah. so yeah. They, I mean, they definitely had to change stuff. And... The, the ending, you can tell, has changed to address what right. happened in real right. life. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that is... Um, what's that one going by again? What are they just calling it? Fast and Furious 7 or Furious 7? I can't remember anymore, mm. but it's the seventh movie. The seventh one. Franchise. Yeah, the seventh one. Okay. <laughs> so, The Fast. This is the part of the podcast where you guys share your favorite scene, your favorite car, your favorite quote, whatever you want. Trey, we'll start with you. All right, we've talked about a lot of my favorite scenes already. Uh, My favorite action scene in this is the first uh, action scene showdown with Shaw in London with the flipping car. You see all of the extra cool technological things he has. I love the slow-mo, oh, shit, when Brian gets flipped over. I love that scene. It feels like a major level up for the villain. We touched on Dom and Letty having an actually great smoldering, smoldering chemistry uh, during their street race scene. We talked about the superhero levels. The only thing we haven't hit on, there's two great fist fights, I think, yes. In, yes. This, yep. uh, in this movie. Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, Gina Carano as Riley. That's a great fight. That's good. Because that's like an, a legitimately well choreographed oh fun God, fight. So like they can both fight. They're flying over stuff. That one feels like a savage brawl to me. And then at the same time, you've got the funny fight happening. Han and Roman against, I think his name is Ja, a martial artist guy who is in the raid. And like he's just kicking their ass oh, to the yeah. point that they're giving up. I thought that was great. I thought the fighting in the first scene was great. And I thought the comedy of having these two guys who clearly don't know how to fight fighting against the guy who is a professional at it at the same time. Yeah, I'm glad you slipped that in. I had that in my notes too here. Uh, yeah. JD, you love that one. Yeah, saying that's what I had as well. It's uh, it's a great scene, and I love that they're happening simultaneously. And that stunt, I mean, there's just so many great stunts, but this one was definitely real when the when the two women fall down the, the steps of the tube. Like, they, mm-hmm. like uh, 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 Gina Carano, uh, she push, basically dives onto Letty, and they fly down this set of stairs. I mean, they're stunt people, obviously, mm-hmm. but just spectacular. It's just a spectacular fight scene. I loved it. Do you have a favorite uh, other scene, JD, or car or quote? I mean, you know, uh, we've touched on most of the things. I did love it when uh, Tej's phone rings and it's The Rock calling, and he has it as his contact, Samoan Thor. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, that was great. He just... he in this movie I read in the classic like uh, trivia part of IMDb Hobbs is mocked the Rock three times as a different member of the Avengers in this movie. Oh really? He's that verbally was... referred to as the Hulk. Okay, yeah. Captain America, and oh, then yeah. the third one, the one you said on the cell phone there as Samoan Thor. It's pretty funny. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. I also loved just a quick line quote after that crazy intense first chase scene, like the next like line said by an actor is Roman it's Tyrese going this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that sums it up perfectly like yeah you're right you're right Roman this is crazy uh you have a favorite quote Trey before we move to the furious 
Yeah, I love all of the various dunks on Roman. I love uh, when Giselle and Riley are trying to get information and Roman's kind of giving Han the business about trying to make Giselle happy. He says, better make sure you get her a big rock, man, because she doesn't look like she'll be that easily impressed. And if it's not a big rock, you better be big somewhere else. You know what I'm talking about? And Han says, <laughs> that's why all your girlfriends wear so much bling, huh? Oh, oh yeah, that was a great burn. That's a good one. Great, Great burn. burn, but maybe not even the best burn on Roman in this. There's a lot of his big forehead jokes. Tej gets a bunch of them in, but the best is right at the end uh, when Hobbs is walking to tell uh, to tell the crew that they're going to be free. Uh, Hobbs walks in, and Roman says, Hey, better hide the baby oil. And Hobbs just says right back instantly, Better hide that big-ass forehead. <laughs> Apparently ad-libbed by The yeah. Rock. Just yeah. came up with it on the fly. I'm like, wow. that's why you hire The Rock, man. He's a great <laughs> shit talker. Just like that. And apparently, you know, they say uh, Ludacris's reaction is completely Authentic. legit in that yeah. moment. Same nice. with Roman as well. I thought that was a great line. So the jokes at Roman ex- Roman's expense I thought were great. Especially because, we, you know, we're, he's always trying to be the cool ladies man. And he just gets dunked on the entire time this movie. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, the furious part of the podcast. The dumbest scene or other things you just hated. Uh, we'll start with you, JD. What made you furious? Uh, s- uh, shout out to Stasiak, you know? I mean, listen, <laughs> Brian is a colossal asshole in this scene, right? What Stasiak is putting his 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 career on the line, mm-hmm. sneaking him into prison after all the he should have bad blood because he's got beat up by Brian before, uh, you know, uh, his nose broken and whatever. And then Brian is a complete asshole to him. And then. Beats him up again as he's going in. Like, he didn't have to do that to go into solitary. He could have just picked a fight as soon as he walked into the cafeteria or whatever. But this poor guy. And then, after all that, (laughs) still gets him out. Like, I would have left him there. I would have left Brian there just to rot. Like, honestly. (laughs) Sorry, they got you. Brian is in a desperate situation. He's in a precarious situation. You should be nice to Stasiak. Mm. Stasiak has no reason to help you. So there was that. I didn't like that part. Okay. Uh, I'd also and, like. And p- as we talked about, sort of like it felt really pointless that whole thing. Totally. Like, what yeah. did you what did you really get out of uh, Braga there or whatever in jail? Like, yeah, we flew you all the way across country, across the <laughs> world, I should say, and then got you back in twenty four hours. Like you had like you were relaxing on the plane. You watched Mrs. Doubtfire a couple times. Like, and what did you come back with? Not a lot. Not much. Yeah. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah. What else you got there? And the other thing I just wanted to point out is that Hobbs is a terrible cop, like awful. Right? Yeah. I mean, the first scene that we see him in, he come, he beats a, a suspect for information. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not that's not something you should do. He vandalizes a vending machine, right, by shooting it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's he. I I still maintain that he sexually assaults that snooty salesman from sure. the from the car, right? Sure. From the car sale. Uh, he fails to recognize that he's working alongside a mole that he's been with for weeks, and he doesn't make her. You know what about oh, all the fact, research? In fact, he like he says the he's like, oh, I like you. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where's your research on that one, Hobbs? <laughs> uh, he holds a gun to the head of his ally, like the British. He was he's you know a bit of a uh, uh, you know. Uh, 
I don't know how to describe him. He's a bit of an asshole, I guess. The the British, the head of the British forces in Spain. Oh yeah. You know, but when uh, when he takes the sides of, you know, the Fast and Furious crew who are criminals, right? Like, why would you? You just amp, amp it up to a million, you know. Like, let's discuss it. it. We should let them go, man. Let not hold a head, like hold a gun to his head. I mean, come on. And there's a bunch of other stuff he does. I mean, I, and just li- hiring a band of outlaw civilians <laughs> whose latest exploits basically destroys Rio. Right? I mean, yeah. not a good cop. He's not a good cop. I'm <laughs> hoping that in the coming movies, he. He just 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 switch sides already. Just be a be part of the criminals. <laughs> sure, you know? sure, like, sure. Just hey, get still, on he's with still it. getting a governmental paycheck. Uh, yeah, I know, cop. but yeah, but he could make so much more as a criminal. It's, it's true. You it's know. true. Okay, so uh, upset with just Hobbs' decision making. Yeah. what he gets away with as a cop. Uh, Trey, what made you furious? Well, I just think it's a bummer that the final climactic action scene is the worst of the three action scenes. Yeah. And yeah. this, and that's to me is like, flip it. I mean, I don't, what's more impressive, a plane getting pulled down or the tank scene? I, I don't know. I don't know if you're just thinking through it in your head, but obviously when it plays out, the tank scene is more of a spectacle, I think, um, than the plane scene. Yeah. And that all comes down to it's, you can just see what's happening. You can actually tell what's happening. There's this one train and it's destroying everything. They got to stop it. Maybe it's easier to follow because it's a little bit smaller compared to this gigantic plane, but I don't know. It was more like, just like we're saying, it was just a little bit overload. And and that to me is the main problem with this movie is that everything else that we've seen action-wise was better than the biggest part of it. And then that to me is the biggest failing here. Yep. It's... Honestly, it's just too long, and a, and that last final set piece is a big part of it, I think. Um, and you said it too, Trey. The part where the tank is happening in the daylight, it just helps you follow. And it, yes, again, it's much smaller than this giant airplane, but that happening at night, I was, I was confused at times with who. I was just getting confused with who is on the plane, who is now off the plane, <laughs> who's hanging onto a vehicle off the side of the plane, what side are they on? Like it was, it was tough to like keep track of all the pieces there. Okay, let's uh, let's rank this bad boy. And if you've got a final observation, throw it in here. On a scale of one to ten, TK, how would you rate Fast and Furious Six? Where does it fall on the leaderboard? I like this movie. I I do like the action scenes. Uh, like we said, Vin does some of his best acting here, but it's not a series highlight for me. On par with uh, Fast One or Fast Five, Shaw. A great villain. I love seeing the fast crew lose. I like Dom and Hobbs teaming up while Vin and Dwayne are still buddies. The action, it's nice. The fist fighting is nice. Justin Lin is really giving the people what they want, but just not transcendent to me. I was coming in thinking this was going to be a 7 of 10. Same score I've given Fast 1, or Fast 4, sorry, and Tokyo Drift. But now I haven't talked through it. I'm a little more down on it than I was thinking. So I'm going to go a 6 of 10 here. I got to update my notes so that I can remember in the future. That now leaves my current rankings as 5, 1, 4, 3, 6, 2. Okay. Surprising. Okay. Okay. Um, JD, you know, same two questions. How are you ranking this one? What What are you grading it? And then where does that ultimately fall? Yeah, I don't know if I, because I challenged myself to come up with a 10 for one of these movies. And I thought, 
I thought we were going to get a 10 out of me, but because I was just having the time of my life watching this movie. <laughs> like, wow. You know, I, I just loved it. I was just, suspend my disbelief. I'm now in, I'm fully submerged in this, uh, in this world. And we're in the superhero game now, and that's my gem, baby. I love a superhero <laughs> movie, and fine. I, I'm I'm willing to accept uh, Dominic Toretto as a superhero, and uh, but again, the appetizers were delicious, but the main or the the final thing was just too much. So uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow. Uh, but I, wow. I really had fun. I was I I think I had the right frame of mind. I would just sit down. I I want to have fun. I think The Rock was way better in this movie than he was in the previous movie. He just fell into a groove. He's charming. He's he's The Rock. Uh and um yeah. So yeah, I'm giving it a 9. So I've got it's this is the number 1 movie right now. So Oh my god, I can't we go believe that. Fast 6 Tokyo then five, then one, then four, then two fast at the end. Okay. I uh, I can't even remember what I gave all the other movies, so I won't worry you guys with my leaderboard. But this one, I was the opposite of you, J.D. I think mm. I was too tired going into this movie. Yeah. And that became an issue because this movie is long, and you think it ends like two other times. And you're like, oh, uh I found my mind drifting for the first time. I was back in Tokyo. My mind was drifting <laughs> through the square, through the through the streets of Tokyo, because that was a first. I had been locked in in this series, guys. Honestly, scene by scene, note taking, really trying my best to uh, you know just stay engaged off the phone. But this one, I don't know. I think there was some scenes that are a little too much dialogue going on right. between a couple characters here and there, and I was, I was just thinking of other things, things I got to do around the house and stuff like that. I had to like snap back in, like, oh, uh oh, what did I miss there? Was it anything important? Now, ah, who cares? The guys will tell me about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that and like for all the other reasons that I don't like it, that you guys said mainly like that that final plane scene, I really could have done without. Um, some of the lines that were comedy or some of the scenes, yeah. uh, a little rough. I'm going to go ultimately a five. Wow. Yes, much, much lower than you, JD. Yeah. I don't think this is even close to Fast Five, if I'm being honest. Really? I, th- I think that's such a better movie. Yeah, like even in this one, I said it, I slipped it in there. A guy like Han, a guy I love. I was like, ugh. I don't know. I mean, it's like, there's something that it's the shine is worn off a little bit. It's I, maybe it's just because I've seen him in too many movies now here in this back-to-back sort of binge-watching setting. But yeah. even Han wasn't that cool to me in this one. It was like, oh, what's going on here? So I liked I liked a lot of parts as we went through it, but ultimately I'm like, mm, this one feels right in the middle to me. I think when it's all said and done, I'm going to be happy with where I place it, uh, giving it a five, and, and wow. we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll go back. Yeah, I'm not as high as an, on it as you were, JD, but yeah. always a blast talking about it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so we'll call it there. Good two hours for you. Oh, sure. yeah. Talking about very long movie with a very long podcast. I'm such a <laughs> hypocrite, aren't I? Uh, if you're a friend of Fast Friends, keep tweeting in your thoughts at No Dunks Inc. Inc. If you have questions, email them in nodunks at theathletic.com. Put Fast Friends in the subject header. And if you haven't already, guys, guys, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And or make sure you're subscribed to No Dunks on YouTube if you're watching us there. That stuff really helps out the show. Not not just Fast Friends, of course, but the No Dunks brand. Mm. You know, it's a it's a real uh, it's a real nos 
in our ass, you know? <laughs> yeah. Helps us boost up some of the rankings and gets uh, the show in front of more people. So we appreciate that. If you've done it already, thank you so much. Okay, guys. Uh, you know, Trey already set the table there for seven. Sounds like it's going to... We might have a different uh, vibe talking about this one, of course, wow. with what happens in real life with Paul Walker. But... We get a new character, and we'll see what happens with uh, Fast and Furious 7. Until next week, everybody stay safe.